what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. I saw her perform at a small bar in Indianola, Mississippi, back in January 2019, I think. Um, the bar is located right across the street from the B.B. King Museum. It's called the Blue Biscuit, and guess what? They don't even sell biscuits. Go figure. But, uh, by the way, shout out to my favorite bartender, T. Anyway, I saw her perform that night, and I really enjoyed her. She's a singer and musician, originally from the Magnolia State of Mississippi. Please welcome Miss. Alana Mosley to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Alana, how's it going? Oh, so happy to be here. Um, thanks for having me on your show. All right, thanks for taking the time. We'll get right to it. When did you first realize that music was your passion? I loved music from the beginning. My parents, you know, we were always listening to the radio. Always, we we listened to a lot of different kinds of music. And when I was about, I would say, like nine or ten years old. My parents bought me a small little, like, student guitar, and I was super excited about it, and I, you know, played around with it, but nobody in my family played any music, like, nobody sang, nobody played an instrument, so the guitar kind of made its way to the back of the closet, and then when I was about 12 or 13, a friend of mine, uh, he and his dad played guitar, so they kind of taught me some of the chords, and then my dad and mom bought me some books. And so then I just kind of picked up things on my own. And, yeah, once I started, I couldn't stop. Okay. So, yeah, you were fairly young. And now you were born in the Mississippi Delta. And it seems like everyone from that area has the music gene. I don't know what it is about that place. <laughs> A ton of musicians and singers were born in the Mississippi Delta, including my personal favorite, Sam Cooke. But um, who are some of your oh, musical influences? Um, like I said before, I grew up listening to a lot of different um, styles of music. I mean, I've, anything from, like, country to, to like, hard rock to, uh, when you said Sam Cooke, that lit me up because nobody, man, nobody can ever touch Sam Cooke's voice. He has the best. Um, yeah, it's so unique. Yeah, so much, God, feel and, and soul in his voice. But when I was probably, well, in my early 20s, I discovered, like, a lot of, um, like, Graham Parsons and Emilio Harris and a lot of the kind of, like, Americana singer-songwriter um, mm-hmm. musicians. And, and that's what really spoke to me uh, and kind of influenced the way I started to play my music. But, yeah, I like it all, really. All right. You know, I saw you in Indianola, and I know you've been to 
many different parts of the United States performing. What has it been like to go on the road and perform? I mean, do do you enjoy the travel? I do enjoy the travel. You know, since COVID, I haven't been able to travel, and it's it's been – I didn't realize how much I really enjoyed it until I couldn't do it anymore. Right. But, yeah, it's, it's always so just fun to see the difference. And, the like, whenever I lived in North Carolina, I lived in the Charlotte area, and – you know, people, people are people. You know, it doesn't matter where you go. Um, mm-hmm. Music just, you know, can touch anybody, and music speaks to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're in North Carolina or if you're in Mississippi or if you're in Tennessee or, or wherever. It, it brings me so much joy to see other people enjoying themselves. You know, I feel like that's the whole reason why I do what I do is – when somebody else is like really feeling what you're doing and it's the best feeling in the world. I can agree with you there. And I remember watching you perform. And of course, whenever you performed a song that I recognized, that was always great because you like to be able to kind of sing along in your head and everything. But even the songs I, I wasn't familiar with, I still enjoyed it because, you know, I I think you're very musically talented. So um, I think you really do put on a, a great show. And so what's it like for you the day of a show? Do you follow a certain routine on the day of a performance? Do you have to get to the venue at a certain time for a sound check? I mean, what's your process when you have to perform? Um, I usually try just during the day to pick up my guitar um, and just run over, just, you know, sing a song or two just to get warmed up. And then where I live now, I have to drive about an hour and a half to a lot of my shows one way. So um, I use that time to kind of like just relax. And um, But I usually try to get to a gig like an hour beforehand because it, it takes me about 30 minutes to set up everything. And then I like to take the other 30 minutes to say hey to the people at the bar and, you know, the owner and it's 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 a day, <laughs> like when you really break it down. It's it's um you know, and then the drive home is always fun. Coming home at like one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> an hour and a half drive. But um, you know, right. I can't imagine doing anything else. That is great. And um, I remember I saw Kingfish in Oxford last year. He performed at a place I think called Proud Larry's, and mm-hmm. I was looking at his website, and he had a performance in Oxford on a Friday night and I think that Saturday he had to be he had to be in Memphis. Do you ever have back to back shows and how problematic can that be to jump from one city to the next in twenty four hours? It's it's uh stressful at times. I remember one one day I was playing at the Blue Biscuit. Um I think they were mm-hmm. having I think it was the Blue Biscuit Festival and I had to be there do like an hour set from like lunch till one and then I had to like as soon as I got done there I had to pack up and I had to drive like I can't remember whether my next gig was but it was uh pretty far um and be there by a certain time oh, wow. so it's like yeah in one day it in one day you know but that's just part of it any gig you can get take it <laughs> you know <laughs> okay so I'm going to tap into the the dreams the dream side of your brain 
and get you to focus mm-hmm. on something right quick. Where is the one music venue or event in which you would love to perform? Is there any one place that's like your your ideal spot to perform in front of our audience? Oh God, somewhere you've never um, been. Yeah, we are talking about dreams right now. I guess the dream <laughs> <laughs> would be the Grand Ole Opry, maybe. The Mother Church. Hmm. Okay. Nashville. And why there? So much history. And just, I mean, when I think about all the people that have played there, like Loretta Lynn and, and Dolly Parton, and I mean, just the list goes mm-hmm. on and on and on. Uh, so many of my heroes. And, um, yeah, they call it the Mother Church for a reason. And I just feel like that's kind of the bar for me as a singer-songwriter. Uh, performer, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Grand Ole Opry. Well, it's going to happen for you someday. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, COVID-19 has, com- I mean, it pretty much completely shut down the, the live music industry. Uh, things are starting to open back up now, but you still found a way to give your fans a taste of your talents. You do quarantunes every Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Can you tell us what gave you the idea and what the experience has been like to perform um, over Facebook Live? Yeah, uh, well, as you know, as everybody knows, COVID has really just kind of stopped everything. This coming up Saturday will be three months, I think, since I've had like a proper in-person gig. And I've never gone that long without performing. So... I, I at about two or three weeks into it, I was like, okay, I got to do something. Like this is this is not going to work for me. <laughs> so, um, and I'm not a big social media person. So, doing the whole live streaming thing was a, a challenge at first, and it's still not ideal <laughs> for me because I really I'm, I'm I'm somebody that really feeds off the energy of people that are in the room, and so. Watching myself just perform to myself is kind of strange, but um, but it thank God for it because it has been a blessing to be able to stay in touch with people like that, and it's made me do better with like posting more on my YouTube channel, and so it's like it has been a blessing in disguise because I'm 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 forcing myself to actually use social media for music, but yeah, I I just can't wait till. We can play in person again. Yeah, I know you're excited to do that. But, I mean, in the meantime, I think the quarantines is a good idea. I, I tend to enjoy them on Saturday evenings. I, um, I'm i in Jackson, Mississippi. And so on a Saturday evening, I'll sit out on my porch and relax, and I usually tune in to listen to you and play a little music. So it's very enjoyable, and I encourage all my listeners to give you a try. I think it's a pretty cool idea, but I, I definitely know that you're ready to get back on stage and in front of the people and where you can hear the applause. Yeah, well, thank you so much for what I mean, that means a lot to hear that because, you know, if if nobody else is liking it, then, you know, what am I doing? So I'm so glad that y'all get enjoyment out of it. Most definitely. And so I know you're a fan of singer-songwriters, but do you write your own music as well? Ah. <laughs> I write every now and again. I'm not a very good disciplined songwriter, 
Um, and I have okay. lots of people, my family included, tell me, you need to, like, sit down every day and and try to write something. But um, all the songs that I do write are very spur of the moment. They just kind of appear out of thin air. But that is something that I, I would like to do more of. That's in the dream category, too. <laughs> My dream is to, like, uh, be more of a, a singer-songwriter than I am. Okay, so in the future we can expect maybe an, an upcoming album? I hope so. Um, I put out an EP. It was like a four-song original, four original EP, um, gosh, uh-huh. uh, probably five years ago. And I did a little New England tour when that came out. So it's time to do another one. And I do have um, enough material, enough newer material for for another EP. So hopefully the guy that helped me do my first one, he's kind of been mentioning it. So maybe soon might have a new one. All right. Sounds good. It gives people something to look forward to. And so with the country starting to open back up and live music venues, well, hopefully, once again, start thriving. Is there anything coming up for you in the new future? Do you have any immediate plans? Or um, in the meantime, you're just going to stick to the quarantines until everything is really going again? I'm still planning on doing the quarantines for as long as, well, I, I mean, how long is this going to last? Till, till whenever. Right. But I do have, I just booked a gig for next Saturday, it's in Grenada, Mississippi. Someone contacted me. They have, like, in the downtown area, they have this gazebo and stage set up. Um, oh, okay. Sounds and, nice. And and so they asked me to do that. And I, you know, because I live with my mom and she's an immune compromised person. So I've, like, we've been really, really strict about where we go and who we see. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really kind of nervous about it, but um, it's outside and. You know, it's up on the stage, so, you know, I'm kind of away from everybody. So I I felt good about taking that. Um, So that's going to be my first gig, like I said, in three months. So I'm I'm beyond excited. I'm kind of actually a little bit nervous, too, because it's been so long since I've I've played in public. Kind of have uh, a a little nervous stomach about it, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure once you hit that first note, then um, you'll be just fine once you strumming the guitar for the first time in front of an audience in a long time. So, okay, we'll get ready to wrap things up. Where can my listeners connect to all things Atlanta Mosley on social media? Where can they go to hear your music? Um, Where can they go to find your your EP? I am on, um, just search Alana Mosley on Facebook, and I have my Facebook music page where I do my quarantines and I'll post, um, like, my my shows whenever we start doing that again. Um, I'll post my lineup, and I post videos on there. Um, You can also find me on Instagram. Just search Alana Mosley. And my YouTube page, Um, again, just Alana Mosley. And, yeah, if y'all could give uh, my Facebook page a like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, that would be awesome. I also have a website, alanamosley.com, where I, you know, post my show dates and YouTube stuff. I mean, it's all it's all out there. All right. Sounds good. And let's see. So I'll make sure that all that information is on the 
show page of the TalkToQ.com uh, website so my listeners will have easy access to all things Atlanta Mosley. But um, let's see, the Quarantunes, Saturdays at 7 p.m. on the Atlanta Mosley Facebook page. And Atlanta, it's been a pleasure to talk to you on this Q on One edition of the Talk to you Radio Show. And I wish you much success in the future. And you know what? We're going to um, have to talk to the people at the Blue Biscuit about actually selling biscuits. <laughs> look, look, let's do it. <laughs> All right. But uh, actually, before you go, um, we're going to play a song that you covered for three-time Grammy winner Steve Earle. The song is called Someday. Uh, can you let us know why this song means so much to you? The first time I actually heard um, my favorite artist, Sean Colvin, she did a cover of of his song. And the, the just the opening line, I mean, there's not a lot to do in this town. You drive out to the lake and then you turn back around. And just like dreaming of getting out. You know, I, I that's how I spent like my whole life. <laughs> and so just everything about the song just really – uh, spoke to me, so I just had to cover it. So, hope y'all enjoy it. Sleek 
newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out i'm on twitter at talk to q and that's talk the number two q so i want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of t2q and i'll see you next time